0: This is the Ebony Bird Podcast. Once again, check us out at EbonyBird.com, at Ebony underscore Bird on Twitter, as well as the Ebony Bird app from the iTunes app store. Again, I'm your host contributor, Jake McDonald. You can find me on Twitter at McDonald 95 Being joined tonight by fellow contributor Richard Bradshaw at Richie Brads with a Z36. First time on the podcast, as well as site expert Chris Schistler at FootballMan58. Shifting over to our last topic tonight, again, last week at the NFL owners meetings, John Harbaugh had about a 35 40 minute discussion with reporters and uh, he said that on the defense of course with uh, Wink Martindale taking over the defensive coordinator position a few tweaks could be made to take the Ravens defense to the next level so i want to turn it to Chris and then Richard now how good is this defense And what do the Ravens still need to add? Um, I have, you know, possibly another inside linebacker. Um, I want to make a joke and say that another defensive tackle needs to be added. Um, And then possibly, you know, with Jimmy Smith's health still being a concern, I know that Harbaugh said last week that he is expecting Smith to be back by the start of the season, possibly even training camp. But you can never have too many cornerbacks on a roster. I think the Ravens have learned that in the worst possible way over the past couple of seasons. And even... We've seen guys like Maurice Kennedy and Tavon Young deal with injuries as well, so maybe drafting another cornerback isn't a terrible idea, and possibly you could even make an argument that drafting a free safety, a ball-hawking safety, uh, in the wings to wait in the wings of the 33-year-old Eric Weddle might not be a bad idea at all, with Weddle being up there in age and also taking up a hefty cap hit, so... Uh, Harbaugh says he wants to take this defense to the next level. He thinks they need to add a couple things here and there. So, what exactly? Let's let's say this: If you were Eric Takasa or you were John Harbaugh, or you were Ozzie Newsome, what specifically, or what exactly, would you be looking to add to this defense for 2018? All
1: right. Um, the first thing I would do is, if I was Link Barnandale, I go I go to John Harbaugh and Eric Takasa and I say, "Hey guys, go offense round one because I got a guy." I want to add in the second round. I have a guy I want to add in the second round. To me, I think it's a linebacker. You look at, at the linebackers. Josie Jewell in the second round, second or third round, makes a lot of sense. Um, Malik Jefferson in the second round, totally down for linebacker inside, yes. And then I I say, hey, let's use Tyus Bowser, Tim Williams. Let's have a rotation. Let's have a rotation, a real honest-to-goodness rotation. And let's stop with this three-man pass rush. And let's stop with this cover three. Let's attack the seams every time we start playing song. Let's stop with that. And, you know, in the fourth round, let's get a corner. Let's get a corner in the fourth round uh, that can play. and. You know whether he starts or not is irrelevant because we got Marlon Humphrey, we've got Jimmy Smith if he's healthy, and you know what Tavon Young and Maurice Kennedy can play. So you know what, if Derwin James is there in the first round though, I don't know how you pass it off. 16, I think the conversation's over though. 16, the conversation's over. He falls, I don't think he's going to. He falls to 16, you pass on Derwin James. I don't know how you do it. I just don't know how you do it. Like, I, I'm looking at a Malik Jefferson or Josie Jewell, uh, act, you know, in the second or third round uh as a guy that I put in the inside linebacker. And I say, you know what, let's just be beefy up front, just make everything happen in the backfield. Like, let's have this defensive front just be fierce. Because I like what we got in the second there. I think when you have a healthy Jimmy Smith and a Marlon Humphrey – that's an unstoppable combination. And then Tavon Young, Maurice Kennedy would have to compete for the number three corner spot when they can both start as number two. Uh, you look at you look at this defense. I think we have the talent. I think Tony Jefferson playing in the box. Yeah, they have to do. You put Tony Jefferson in the box, and then you play this game with Ben Roethlisberger. Am I coming for your ribs, or am I dropping? Am I coming, or am I dropping? Am I pass pass coverage? Or, you know, you play this game with them, And you play the game with Tyus Bowser. Am I coming or am I dropping? Am I coming or am I dropping? You never know. And that's the kind of thing. I want to see a little organized chaos, man. But you need to add, add a player or two on, in the draft on defense. But, you know, so I'm going, if I'm Eric Acosta, uh, if I'm if I'm uh, Martindale, I go up to Acosta and say, hey, I like Malik Jefferson. Can I get him the second? Yeah, uh, so if I'm going to put on my GM
2: helmet here and say, just for sake of argument, that we're going to do another defensive-focused draft, I think you need to get a another pass rusher who has the potential to be a premier guy, because I like Tim Williams, I like Matt Judon, Zaza's good, but he's also going into the final year of his contract, and we just talked about moving Tyus Bowser inside. You... I, and I'm not trying to knock these guys by any means, but I don't know that any of them are the premier guys that Suggs was in his prime. So getting a guy like Arden Key or Marcus Davenport or Harold Landry is going to be towards the top of my list. Getting a middle linebacker, should you not want to move Tyus inside, if you want to keep him outside, uh, where Sean Evans or Leighton Vanderash, <laughs> make some sense. I really like what you said about Derwin James. Because I kind of fought myself on this because I sit there and I'm like, well, Eric Weddle and Tony Jefferson are still really good players. But Weddle's on the wrong side of 30. And you could definitely save a little bit of coin that you might need to sign C.J. Mosley by cutting him. And you're going to need a third safety regardless. Because let's just call a spade a spade. Ladarius Webb was a bit of a liability last year. And it was really disappointing because I thought that he was going to be a stud third safety for us. And he had flashes, especially at the beginning of the season. But he kind of wore down. And as Jefferson and Weddle began to grow stronger throughout the season, Webb just continued to dwindle off. So if you have Derwin James, your third safety, just as the heir apparent, that's huge for you. Getting a D lineman is definitely towards the bottom of my list because I think Willie Henry – really blossomed in the second half of the season. And I don't like the narrative that the Ravens' run defense is wishy-washy, because if you take out those couple games where Brandon Williams is injured, this run defense was fantastic. You have him and Michael Pierce on the front end who just eat up blocks, and you've got such a nice rotation at your defensive end spot with Willie Henry, Brett Irvin's going to be back and healthy, fingers crossed, knock on wood. You still have Chris Wormley's upside. So I think the defensive line is good. Overall, I really don't think this defense is that far away at all. I'm excited to see what Wink Martindale can do coordinating for us this year. But, again, if I'm putting my GM hat on and I'm saying let's focus defense, I think I'm going to look at getting a Rashawn Evans round one, see if Arden Key can slip to me in round two, and adding maybe another corner or a safety late in the draft the only reason I don't say actor when it's 16 is just because I don't see it happening. But, again, you know, that's your dream scenario, right? But uh, <clears throat> to uh, your point about the corner position, you also kind of overlooked Brandon Carr being that veteran presence. So this corner position, especially with Jimmy Smith healthy, is going to be a huge strength of the team. So it, just to kind of push my point home, I really don't think this defense is that far away. But you add one or two more guys who just solidify it, and this is at least the top three defense in the league. There's no excuse for this defense not to roll out and win you 10 games by itself.
1: Uh, I'm with you, and I want to add on to it. Uh, Arden Key, you, you talked a lot about him. I have him as the sixth best player in this draft. Um, you look at this quarterback heavy first part of the draft, and I see. I have a bunch of players that could drop down. I have Bradley Chubb, Roquan Smith, Harden Key, Mika Fitzpatrick, all those top 10 players. Derwin James as my number 10. You want to tell me that with four or five quarterbacks going in the top 10 or the top 15 picks, that defensive talent is going to be there at 16? Ravens fans might not want to hear it, but a good defensive player with a 16th pick is far from the worst thing that can happen absolutely
2: that's uh that's honestly like again especially if Calvin Ridley or Darius guys or Cortland Sutton is there and you were to pass on one of them for Marcus Davenport or Sean Evans of course at first i'm going to be upset but if you're telling me like if you at hindsight you tell me hey man Marcus Davenport is going to get 7 8 sacks as a rookie and the Ravens are going to get 50 sacks because of him or Rashawn Evans is going to be in the top ten on pro football focus and run-stopping percentage, I would absolutely sign up for that because you're just so close. And the Ravens have been known to win games with defense, short of that 2012 postseason run, which was the greatest ever for a quarterback because of Joe Flacco throwing those 11 touchdowns, zero interceptions. And carrying the team to the to the Super Bowl title, despite what some people have tried to tell me that the defense won that Super Bowl. Every Ravens fan knows that's not true, but that's the exception, not the rule. This Ravens team historically has won with defense, and to add the last piece or two to complete it is more than okay with me because I think we all had that expectation that 2017. Was going to be a huge year for this defense, and it was a letdown. But they're not that far away, and I'm going to agree with you 100% on Arden Key. He is one of my
1: favorite players to watch. This oh, ferocity. Mm-hmm. He's he ferocious. So violent. Number, number one word you think of? I I mean I, I don't like I don't like to watch highlights. Uh, because, you know, anyone looks good in the highlights. But you watch his game tape, it looks like a highlight reel. It's ridiculous. And, uh, I, I wanna, I wanna point out to the second round, second and third round. Uh, so at wide receiver, in the second and third rounds, I got guys like James Washington, Marcel Aitman, Auden Tate, Hayden Hurst, the tight end. Um, you look at all these wonderful options. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Calvin Ridley, I honestly think could go in the second round. You, you see, I, I, mean, I want to be shocked. DJ Shark, you look at all the tight ends. Uh, Mike Gasecki, I could just name names all day long. Dion Kane, Antonio Callaway in the third round. Yeah, sign me up for that. I'm fine with Michael Gallup. I'm a big Mark Andrews
2: fan, the tight end from Oklahoma. Oh, he I reminds me there of Heath.
1: He. he reminds yep. me of Todd Heath. Mm-hmm. 100%. He's built so,
2: that vertical threat for you.
1: Here's the thing, though. My whole point is I want Cortland Sutton more than anything under the sun. <laughs> if, if I want Cortland Sutton so bad, I, I'll take it Darius Geis. I want offensive talent. I'll take a Dallas Goddard at 16. I'll do it. If you think he's the next Rob Gronkowski, don't tell me you want to take him before 16. Oh, come on. If Gronk is in this draft, that's your player cop? You're like, oh, but I want to draft him before 22. You're an idiot. Um, sorry, I, I'm tired of people comparing him to Gronkowski and saying, boy, well, he's a late first round at best. Because he played at South Dakota State? I don't care if he played at your grandmother's senior center. I don't care. All right, um... So i went off of the but look at all those guys you can get around, too. Another guy, I'm going to give you a guy that you're going to think, hmm, you're not thinking a lot about. Akram Wadley. Reminds me of Puggy on
2: Bell. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not a huge Akram Wadley fan, so just to play devil's advocate with you, if you can get him in the fourth, fifth round, I can live with it.
1: I think you can.
2: That that would be great value, and at that point I would be like, okay, that's fine with me, because Buck Allen's going to be a free agent, and Wadley is a <laughs> very proven receiver. So that's fine with me. Uh, I would love – I'm a huge Royce Freeman fan. I love Nick Chubb. Everyone knows about my huge van crush with Darius, the angry ballerina Guy. He's kind of your baller-
1: and Sutton. I mean, he's he. if you could have anything out of the sun, you might end up with that.
2: Absolutely, dude. He's just so much fun to watch. Like you were just saying with Arden Key, it's hard not to think that Darius Geis' game tape isn't a highlight reel. If I showed you some of his film, you'd be like, well, show me his real tape. And I'd be like, that is his real tape. I know. He's just running through guys. He's pissed off. And hey, I got my beat, I, you need.
1: Yeah, I got my big board to 112. Tomorrow I'm going to try to get it to 150 um, to 200. In a draft, I'm hoping it'll be like 350. But here's the thing. Here's here's the thing. There's so much talent in this draft. Honestly, if the Ravens get a bust in this draft, Ozzie needs to retire a thousand times.
2: (laughs) I 100% agree with you. I think that this draft is going to be critical in making sure that you put yourself over the top. I think a lot of people's jobs are on the line. I'm a huge John Harbaugh fan. But if you're only winning nine games and you're out of the playoffs, he's out of the picture. Mm -hmm. Ozzie Newsom's retiring. But, again, if this is a bad draft, it might be nicer that we let him retire because you can consider firing him for a really bad draft. But I think that the Ravens are a lot closer than anybody wants to give us credit for. And I think this draft, if you hit, is going to put you over the top. Guys, we're not worse than the Cleveland Browns. Oh, we're just not,
1: <laughs> or the Bengals who have just tumbled down. We're that's worse, we're worse than Marvin on. Lewis. I don't understand why, but when when Marvin Lewis is on that other sideline, somehow we always find a way to be worse. I don't get it. I think that's why you saw well, the
2: really tough. Well, we are frustrating things. Is we just we seem like we play down to the Bengals, but I'll tell you what. Just as a Ravens fan, when we're not playing them, obviously, I don't think I'm happier than when I'm watching the Bengals continue to lose games and continue to let Marvin Lewis run the reins. There's nothing that makes me happier inside as a Ravens fan.
0: Well, we are just about three weeks away from the NFL draft. I'm honestly getting excited hearing about all this draft talk week after week, and I know the talk's going to be heating up as the weeks go on, and it's really going to be exciting, and it's time for the Ravens to finally see what they're going to be able to do. Ozzie Newsome, Eric Acosta, John Harbaugh, everybody getting involved in the war room. It's coming up in just about three weeks. So we really have. Before we go, we really have to thank uh, contributor Richard Bradshaw for joining us tonight. It was certainly good to have uh, another first-time caller in on the podcast. We certainly want to have you again on sometime again, Richard. Uh, thanks again for calling, and uh, again you can follow him on Twitter at Richie Brads36. And so again for Chris. Football Man 58 out on Twitter. I'm contributor Jake McDonald at jmcdonald95. One more time before we wrap things up and sign off here, check us out on Twitter at Ebony underscore Bird as well as EbonyBird.com and make sure to download the app from the App Store for all of our content. And, of course, the podcast, as always, brought to you through iTunes and SoundCloud. So, with that being said, next week we'll be right back here on the Ebony Bird Podcast one week closer to the 2018 NFL Draft.